0: Well, let's keep trucking along then. Let's talk about some of these running backs Mm because it's kind of top heavy and then it falls off pretty fast. Yes. Um, But there are some really decent names. I've got 11 guys on my list here that are notable uh, and I've got two restricted free agents, just standard restricted free agents. So Mm -hmm. if I am reading that correctly, uh, it does mean that these guys can go talk to other teams and then their current team has a chance at re-signing them. Right. Simple as that. Yep. Um, So. Let's start with the big fish, the guy that everybody is probably going to be clamoring for, um, Aaron Jones from Green Bay. How do you feel about him? What do you think that he should do? What's his market going to be?
1: Um, I think his market should be if anybody needs a running back, he. I think he's going to be the sought after guy to go after. You know, that's everybody's going to be going after him. Um, I can't say he can name his price because. Quarterback. I mean, running backs don't have as much leverage that they once did just based on how the game is being played now.
0: The only reason why I said that he probably could name his price is because he's still only 26. So if you keep him on a short term deal, mm. uh, say a three year deal, mm-hmm. I would say that any team would take that with him only because he's already proven himself even if he does fall off a little bit, it's mm-hmm. a little bit and he's going to be in the same realm as a lot of other running backs, just with maybe an extra million, two million on that cap charge. Right. So, uh, I know it's, that's, that is a lot in this year, especially with the salary cap going down, but mm-hmm. for any team that can't afford it, uh, I think that they, he's going to be a really well sought after guy. Cause he, he's, he brought a whole new dynamic to, Green Bay's offense when he when he took off. And I was very surprised that Green Bay didn't really latch onto him sooner.
1: So you think uh Yeah. And the fact that he's a free agent is like and I'm not hearing necessarily that he's coming back to Green Bay is quite a hair scratcher for me. I think
0: the only reason is is because they and I do know that uh the other Jamal Williams is also a free agent but they drafted AJ Dillon last year mm-hmm. and I know that uh Aaron Rodgers has gone to bat for AJ Dillon time and time again. Okay. Uh he really likes him as a kind of a bruiser back. Um and I think that Aaron Rodgers is uh, operating under the impression that either Aaron Rodgers is about to get his deal completely restructured so that he has a lot more guaranteed money moving forward mm-hmm. or Green Bay is about to go really hard into getting him extra weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I think those are the only two options for green Bay right now. So if they do end up losing Aaron Jones, they're going to go into the draft, get one of these other guys, maybe Travis Etienne, maybe mm-hmm. some of these other uh, running backs that are uh, coming out of this draft and then really get a young wide receiver and possibly still get another wide receiver. Cause they do pot. I think they have Devin Funches coming back next year. Cause he took that COVID year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then They've got uh, a, a bevy of wide receivers in the uh, free agency to to right. go after. So uh, Green Bay has a lot of uh, options right now. So I think that if they they're thinking that uh, Aaron Jones might be a little bit too rich for them, they're happy going in with uh, A.J. Dillon and whoever else they can they can find in the draft and in free agency.
1: Um, yeah. I could I, I, I could see that because like you said they have AJ <clears throat> Dillon which they were trying to bring on the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah. He got a lot um,
0: more touches to it towards the end of the year. Kind of screwed me over.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> still got Jim- Jamal Williams that's still there. And, of course, you know, yeah, De- uh, Devin Funchess is coming back. Uh, Alan Lazar, who can more, more than likely will be re-signed. Yeah. And the question is, do they run it back or do they add something to it even, even more? I think Green- they have to. I was going to say, Green Bay has shown to be more progressive in their movement. So... I they always add somebody else, but it, they didn't last year. That was a problem. That, that's the whole reason well, why they, Funches was, was actually it. They just didn't add anybody beyond him.
0: Yeah, but they even because even Funches was like okay, like that. So you had Funches and guy? you had
1: the rookie. I'm just I'm just going just go This is what these were. That's that's what L. And they brought in Rob, Rob Robert Tunyon.
0: I'm okay. So I'm, again, Aaron Rodgers is saying and, "f and, that" and, I,
1: <laughs> and was completely successful with it. I'm just—he was. I don't know what the complaining is about. I'm just, well,
0: I'm not saying that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers hasn't complained. He at least publicly about it. Uh He's always said that he was. He's never really had an issue with what has happened. But I watched the draft where he was on the kind of telecast with Pat McAfee, okay. and I watched he got off like he was scheduled to do when it was about ten picks before and we were everybody was just sitting there and they're diehard Packers fans in the chat. Everybody is kind of watching what's happening. Mm -hmm. They trade up and go for Jordan Love and almost everybody lost their mind. I almost had an aneurysm. Like, what are you doing? Everybody was almost guaranteed you guys were going wide receiver. Doesn't matter if you traded up to get a wide receiver, stayed where you were to get a wide receiver. You gave something up to go get Aaron Rodgers' successor. So I think that that put a lot of pressure on on Green Bay as the organization to really show, hey, you guys can get it done. And you guys did the exact same thing that you did the year before.
1: I find that odd considering that's how they got Aaron Rodgers. I just... I just find it to be the oddest thing for him to have it. I'm like, dude, this is how they got you.
0: I get that. But, but I think that's what probably pisses him off more is like you, you, you went out of your way to get me and I've been showing you
1: mm-hmm. all of this. Man, they didn't go out of their way to get him. Well, he technically yeah, no, he yeah, failed. You're right.
0: He fell to them. Um, But it, like you, 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 you have me as the successor. I'm here and I've given this city everything. Like he's been there just doing his job. He, I would never, And this yeah. is coming from a bears fan. Aaron Rodgers has done so much for green Bay and he's been quiet. He hasn't said anything. He's had those kind of outbursts where, Oh, maybe he's a bad teammate. But once you talk to the other teammates, they're like, no, he's the greatest leader so, that we've ever had. He's, okay this, that, and the other. Greg Jennings, he played with him and has said that he's one of the greatest leaders and he's com- he has command of the locker room. Okay, doesn't matter, this, that, or the other. So okay. what he's been able to offer Green Bay, the organization, and for them to just kind of basically spit in his eye and be like, we're drafting you're, you're the next guy, instead of going in a very deep wide receiver draft and getting somebody that he could go and run it back with, and come in and just kind of plug, plug and play into this offense. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and draft his successor. He's pissed about that. And, I, and that was my whole point a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about biggest moments from the season. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, he had an MVP season because he was pissed that the organization tried to draft his successor. He was like, well, I'm going to show you. And he did. And he's been showing you time and time again. He's been showing Chicago time and time again over his entire career. And I I don't see why you would ever try to draft his successor at this point, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is hell-bent on continuing to grow his legacy in Green Bay. He wants to be there, but he doesn't want to be disrespected by these people. Hmm. Because I I don't believe... I think that over the last few years, Brian Gutekunst, who is the GM over there in, in uh, Green Bay, he's kind of shown that he's a little bit inept at building a team or taking what you have and getting it to that lat. You, you've gotten this team to this point. Yeah, you're you, you're constantly in the playoffs every single year, except for when Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Okay, and then you're also always a contender. You're, you're right there. You're either in the divisional round or you're in the, a, in the NFC Championship game, year after year. I, you just, gotta get that last step.
1: I understand. I just, personally, I've seen this already. I've seen it with Brett Favre. Yeah. These are, Aaron Rodgers, this story is, I mean, you you know, let ESPN tell you the story. They'll tell you, oh my god, you've never seen anything like this before. I, I did. It was called mm-hmm. Brett Favre. I mean, everything he's going through it already has happened with him involved. I'm like, I don't understand it's a part of the game. Because my question would be, okay, Aaron Rodgers, when will it be a good time for Green Bay to finally go and get a quarterback to add to the team just because they may want to look into their future? I mean, granted, you don't have to be falling off. Brett Favre was not falling off when they drafted him. And that's fair, and I get that. No, no, but- no, I understand. I'm having an issue with his disposition with the organization. Like, what do you – What is? I understand. I got to – this is the thing. Your issue should not be they they drafted a quarterback. Your issue should be they didn't draft any wide receivers. That's my that's, that's, what, okay, I'm that, that's what I'm saying. That's what
0: I'm saying. Because that, that that that's where I'm like uh, that. This is where I've go ahead, been go ahead. in complete agreement with mm-hmm. a lot of people. Is like yes, this is what NFL organizations do. You have to look for the future, and I and I mm-hmm. completely respect that. But in a draft where outside of the like there's no other real quarterbacks that are going to be coming in this year. You just lost in abysmal fashion to San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. You got absolutely routed in the NFC Championship game. They always do. Yeah.
1: Except for the Bears.
0: Exactly. Um, and then what you're looking at moving forward from that is, is okay, well, really the biggest issue is we couldn't stop the run. Let's either go get somebody on the front seven mm-hmm. to to bolster that, or get me some more weapons because I can't, even though Devonta Adams is a fantastic wide receiver, he is up there with one of the greatest wide receivers of this era right now. Right. He, he, he's he got that talent. He can't do it by himself. He's getting double teamed on every single route. He, he right. does. And he's still getting you 1,200 yards. But when it comes to the playoffs, you're playing the best defenses in the NFL. You can't do that. Week after week after week in in the in the playoffs. You have to have a number two somebody that you can relieve. Thinking back to to New England's run, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, mm-hmm. those number two guys. Like it wasn't Julian Elderman, Wes Walker the entire time. There was always that number two guy who out of nowhere had an amazing game in the middle of the playoff run. Right. That's never been anybody for Green Bay. And the fact that you know that, and everybody in Green Bay, everybody in the NFL, everybody who even vaguely watched the NFL knew that Green Bay just needed another another offensive threat. And you went and you drafted the successor in, in the first round, instead of getting somebody in, in a deep wide receiver draft, grabbing that guy, and then also completely in second round going to get a running back when you already have a good tandem at running back. And then also, instead of trying to get a wide receiver at any other point rounds three through seven, you went with all of these other guys that never even saw the light of day. Except for, I think, Robert Tunyon, who was... Was he a rookie this year? Or
1: I want to say yeah, but then I want to say no. I don't know much about him.
0: I don't know. It's, uh, and that's the thing. It's just like...
1: I apologize. We just... Didn't know you were going to hit, hit me with a rabbit question. I think that he was
0: a rookie this year. I think th- I think that th- that might have been their third or fourth round pick. So at the end of the day, I just think that Green Bay has kind of slighted um Aaron Rodgers and that's the reason why it's even up for discussion for if Aaron Rodgers wants to be out- outside of Green Bay right now is just because you guys aren't you Brian Gutekunst has had time and time again to show that he's willing to to put t- something together, get another guy for for them. And I know, yes, you went after Devin Funches to try to to bring somebody else in, but at the end of the day, he didn't play and you still had an opportunity to go sign somebody else and you didn't. Third round pick? Third year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Came out in 2018. Yes, I didn't I had no I- yeah, that's what I said. He well, he was, he was there the whole time. He just came. He just called. His number was called this yep. year.
0: I mean, he showed up. So back to uh, right. running backs. Aaron Jones. <laughs> uh, I think that he would fit just about anywhere. I know the only teams that really are in dire need of a running back are Atlanta
1: and Pittsburgh. Yeah, but that's not the you know. I, I'm not
0: saying that th- those are the only guys. No, that no, should no, go no. After him,
1: that's. It's fair to even start with saying these are the teams that I think are in dire need. What I came to my mind is the teams that I, that I can see where this man actually lands has nothing to do with teams that are in dire need. Yeah. I'm talking about it's really this makes sense. This yeah. is a good fit.
0: I I have a a homer pick of all. I have two homer picks that would he would fit fantastic in.
1: Go. You had floor.
0: My my hometown team, Chicago. I would love to see him there because I I don't. And this is not to knock David Montgomery. I love David Montgomery. He has done fantastic with a horrible offensive line and he's been able to have 1,000-yard season after 1,000-yard season. And being behind Tariq Cohen, uh, he, he was mm-hmm. still able last year to play fantastic football. Mm-hmm. This year, he, he he's getting everybody's best shot, and mm-hmm. he's coming out, and he's still putting up fantastic. He never goes down on the first touch. Like he, He's played fantastic football. I just don't think that he is an every-down back like okay. Aaron Jones is. I would love to have David Montgomery as that change-of-pace guy.
1: That would be nice.
0: And Aaron Jones could come in. And, and not to say that it's like a change of pace where Aaron Jones is a bruiser and now you have this elusive guy in David Montgomery. It's just David Montgomery's faster. He's a little bit shiftier. He, he plays that he plays that kind of like Le'Veon Bell style football where
1: he's very patient with the football. He'll be a prototypical third down back. Just yes. Just a third, you know. He can lay
0: a hit on right. somebody. He's 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 got those tree trunks of thighs that are gonna just drive through the through the through the grass, and he's gonna he's gonna keep pushing the pile. Like I said, he doesn't go down on the first hit. He's super tough.
1: Okay, and who else you got?
0: Uh, oh, in Kansas City. Oh wow. Because uh Le'Veon Bell's <laughs> not there. I know they're kind of they like. Oh, I know they have Damian Williams coming back. I know they got uh uh Clyde Edwards Elair, but. I am not a hundred percent sold on Clyde, Clyde Edwards E. Lair. I think Aaron Jones brings another uh, facet to that offense. I think that he he could be that every down back that they need. Mm-hmm. And then you can trade away Damian Williams, keep your your rookie Clyde Edwards E. Lair as a change of the pace back type of guy, get some more uh compensation for uh for Damian Williams, and then go ahead and uh Use some of that draft capital that you may get back for him to go get offensive linemen or somebody to help bolster the defense in certain areas, defensive back, something like that uh, in this draft. I think that that would be Kansas City's kind of best option if they are looking to upgrade that running back position at any point. Right, Um, and it's not to say that Damian Williams doesn't deserve to 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 be on a team. I think that wherever he's traded to, he would be fantastic there, and I think that they would have to give up at least a second round pick to get him uh, because he he's been, I I think he should have been the Super Bowl MVP last or two years ago. Mm. No, so uh, I I think that that's where he has a lot of value. I just think that um, maybe with everything happening with Clyde Edwards Elair and if they are able to go after Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones being an every down back in Kansas city would really, uh, help them. Cause he's, he's also a great receiver right. out of the backfield as well.
1: Well, I don't have any homer picks. I, I just kind of thought this through. And I said, where would he best fit a be, best be suited considering, you know, <clears throat> the landscape of the NFL. Mm-hmm. My first one that I came up with is believe it or not, is the defending champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette is gone. Yeah. No one on the planet seems to be sold on Ronald Jones for whatever reason, even though I I like him personally- (laughs) I don't, you know, people talking about he's not that consistent. I'm like, he's been way more consistent than a lot of running backs yeah. I've been watching. I would say
0: after this year, I think that I, I would be behind them re-signing Ronald jo- or if uh, Ronald Jones is still on a contract, he's still on a contract. Yeah, I, I think that they they'll be fine having them him be their number one, uh, and maybe going to get one of these other guys that are on this list, maybe like a James. Conner. I only
1: said that to say because I don't think that they're super sold on him. That way, they they can justify keeping him on the roster and yeah. blending him in and really starting to unleash and feature maybe an Aaron Jones. It's not a, not a slam dunk. I just said I think it would be a good fit. Not necessarily something that's going to happen. Now, my next one is the one I really believe should happen. What's that? Um, not even a homer pick. Because I do like what you said in Kansas City. It's just that... I can almost take about any of these top five free agents and just plug them on Kansas City and be fine. Honestly. But, <laughs> but in this case, I thought objectively. What do you think about him in Buffalo? Ooh, yeah, exactly. I like that a lot. Actually, exactly. He
0: he would. I mean, he's already played in horrible weather.
1: I was saving that one for last.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Because, like, a lot of the times what you see, like, with J.I. he was in Philadelphia. He was like, screw it. I'm gonna... Went, ended up in Miami.
1: What? He started...
0: I think he ended up back in Miami because he started... He
1: started in Miami, Miami yeah. yeah. Oh, God.
0: Uh, but, it, like I'm saying, like, there's a lot of these guys that are just like, well... Uh, I'm gonna go to I mean what basically Tom Brady and Gronkowski did this year. Mm-hmm. Screw New England going down to, to right. Tampa Bay, Florida. Let's let's stay warm all year. Let's not have to to hunker down for the last two months of the season. Exactly. So I, I think him he's already played in the horrible weather. He he no he's played in the worst weather in the NFL in, in Green Bay. So I think that you probably only have one game like that in, in Buffalo until you hit uh the, the playoffs.
1: Which would be the only the the team with the worst weather in the AFC, which would be Buffalo. Yeah. You know, it's
0: it's not the same they'll be perfectly fine there um uh brings a whole new dynamic to that offense because not to not to rag on Devin singletary or whoever uh uh, zach moss Mm. uh those two guys they're fantastic but you got to be held best ability is available i'm gonna keep saying it (laughs) but it's true it's you have to be able to play and, and And that's the really disappointing thing about Devin Singletary is I, I, he has so, so much talent, but he keeps getting injured. And right. I just, I really, I would love to see, he's kind of like a Ty Hilton type. Obviously T Y Hilton has been around much longer, but
1: uh-huh. Devin
0: Singletary, if he could just stay healthy, man, I would love to see what he can do for a full season. Uh, but, Hey, if that happens, Aaron Jones over there, you keep Devin Singletary or no, you keep Zach Moss, you trade Devin Singletary away, mm-hmm. you could get some pretty decent compensation back for him. Uh, probably mid round picks, uh, some guy that you can get and Hopefully those guys, uh, w- will be able to do some, some big stuff for you. Uh, some valuable, uh, roster spots later down the line.
1: Cool. Um, uh,
0: so, you know, I really like that Buffalo is a really good spot for him. I think, um, now, uh, the next guy on my list, I think he's more than likely the next guy on your list,
1: Kenyon Drake. Correct. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, <laughs> I had a one, two, two, one. It didn't really matter. No, it, I, I don't care had what. Aaron
0: Jones, 100% number one. Kenyon Drake was a.
1: I had him on. I put. Yeah. I put him at number two because I'm like, oh, is this dude really leaving Green Bay? That was kind of like what? Yeah, it, it wasn't yeah, really based fair. on anything. It, I it, it mean, yeah. we talking top performer, Aaron Jones. Moving on. Yeah.
0: Like I'm saying, but they're like after Kenyon drake it does fall off a little bit and we'll get right. to that in a second but Kenyon drake he is a free agent he's 27 which i was shocked to learn that he was already, he's 27 i thought he was much younger than that was oh, really? like 24 25 <sighs> yeah,
1: he's been around a little bit
0: yeah
1: uh, I, I realize that now dying in miami you know?
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but he is lee he, he's a free agent from arizona um <laughs> I honestly think the best spot is to resign in Arizona. I think he had he played really good football towards the end of the year. I think as as everything is gelling here in Arizona, as because this is a young team, he stays there for two three more years. This is I mean this team is going to be one of these teams that is I think is going to be a sleeper next year to come and make it to the NFC
1: playoffs. If he's smart, uh, yes, yeah, stay in Arizona. Um, you looking to really play the market. If you was uh, if I was just playing, you know, just devil's advocate of it, is. yeah. Go back to Miami. Just go back where you, would you are. You comfortable? I don't think a new situation is going to work out for him personally. That's fair.
0: It, but I would. I say I kind of like the Miami angle to it too, because man, depending on what happens, I, I think Tua's kind of gotten a bad rap recently as the Deshaun Watson. He's getting uh, a
1: horrible rap, actually. I like yeah,
0: him. I was like, in all honesty, he
1: did nothing but his job.
0: Miami's situation was horrible last year. Um, I mean, they they played fantastic football uh, and he needed to elevate, but it was really more about their defensive play than what was happening on offense, whether it was Ryan Fitzpatrick or it was uh, to a in in the under center. So for me, I'm just, when people are talking about like, well, it's really time to move on from Tua. If you're able to go get Deshaun Watson and even if it is, even if you miss out on Deshaun Watson, you, you might need to think about using that number three pick and all this. And I'm like, uh, honestly, I don't think like uh, Mm -hmm. you, what you need to do is stick with Tua, continue to, to develop him. And and really at the end of the day, uh, if he has a running back situation with a Kenyon Drake, or if you're able to uh, bolster that offensive line. A bit more uh, to to protect Tua so that he's not kind of running for his life back there. And if you get some receivers that aren't dropping wide open passes in in the middle of the field, you're going to have a much different situation than than just missing the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and um, can we mention the you know let's mention the obvious here. And we start to get on, you know, OTAs back and mini yeah. camps oh, and yes. actual preseason, <laughs> and
0: you know you we're not that. This is right. COVID season. Like we, it started way before the NFL season actually started. There's a lot of things that were missed out on, and and it, th- that is a perfect sentiment for any of these rookie quarterbacks. I mean, I think it was an absolute shock that. Um, Justin Herbert played so well, and the reason why it was so shocking is because he literally only had four weeks of practice basically yeah. before he was in prime time playing, and it was fifteen minute notice because it was a it was a medical situation to Tyrod Taylor for right. him to start. So, yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head with with, with that. But I think that. Yeah. It, it, Miami's situation is going to be much different next year. Everybody's situation is going to be much different with right. being able to have OTAs and, and have preseason practices and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um,
1: but let's that's. Yeah. America, could we stop on <laughs> the salary in a David? This was remember. It was the big guy we were talking about. And all. Hey, we were You're, all tanking for two. two right. And Come he's on. and he know. And thank you. And now you got him. And he's here. Let's have and, a little bit again. Patience, people. And it's, your franchise has made a turn. <laughs> win, win, win across this year. <laughs> right across. There has been no lose for Miami. The, okay, you didn't make the playoff. That's the one thing you didn't the do this year.
0: Bill Belichick, a uh, tree that actually worked this year. Brian Flores, he's really. I Brian Flores has been fantastic. Did he win Coach of the Year this year?
1: Or did Sean McDermott oh. win that? Oh that's a good question i, I i'm a little you it have to pull right that up. Now. you have to pull that up. i'm statistician <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm sorry <sighs> oh
0: no it's kevin stefanski rightfully so that's perfectly fine but i i think that brian flores definitely should he was obviously in the conversation but i think he should have been at least number two uh in that in that discussion um uh, honestly, I would probably take Brian Flores over Kevin Stefanski, but that's just me. Because <laughs> uh, I, I really think that with the Cleveland situation, it, it was last year it was one hundred percent Freddie Kitchens, which is an inept coach, that was an idiotic hire by by Cleveland. But this is not a Cleveland ragging show, so no. let's uh, move on. Uh, <laughs> number three, <laughs> number three, I have. Oh, this is not in order. Um, I have uh, Chris well- Carson. <sighs>
1: This is where I just stopped ranking them because yeah, I can, all of a sudden I'm like, well, man, Chris Carson's still sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> I, move on. I, I agree with that. No,
0: yeah, that I, is. I think it's Chris three. Carson. I think, I mean, you got other guys like Gus Edwards and, and James Connor who are a little are literally a year younger than him, um, mm-hmm. and then you've got guys that in the same age range uh, with Todd Gurley and, and Philip Lindsay and, and Leonard uh, Fournette. Uh, but I, I'm gonna take Chris Carson just because. I think what he's been able to do behind Seattle's offensive line has been absolutely fantastic. Again, I wish he could stay healthy a little bit more. Uh, I think he, I wish you could play at least 12, 13, 14 games a season, but which is
1: why he's number 10 on my list. Gotcha. Just for Uh, injuries alone.
0: Yeah. So, and I respect that, uh, but I just think his upside being that he's 26. Through the roof. Yeah. He's got at least three more years. So, if you get him on a pretty decent contract there, wherever he ends up going, Mm -hmm. he's going to play some really good football. And and I think that this is going to be a situational thing or depending on where he goes. I don't think that he should go to Atlanta or Pittsburgh uh, just because they're, well, Pittsburgh's salary cap situation. You're not going to get paid what you deserve, first of all. And I don't think that you're going to be able to I mean, his, his talent level unfortunately isn't going to be able to elevate Pittsburgh past mm-hmm. where they are. In um, Atlanta, they're kind of in a rebuild mode. I think that he needs to move on to somebody who's already kind of primed and ready to have him come in plug, plug and play, and just go, go, go play football, run downhill, and, and stay as healthy as you possibly can. That, that's, that's what he needs to focus on.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm getting a strong premonition. Kansas City, <laughs> San Francisco.
0: Oh, no, I I like that. Depending on what San Francisco... You have
1: no idea why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Think about San Francisco's situation all last season with their run game. I mean, everybody's injured. He would just fit in.
0: Oh, fair. <laughs> no, that's funny. Okay. That's all I... It was
1: a sad joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on.
0: Uh, I, 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 fit in perfect. I, if there. he does... If he can stay healthy and they're moving on from Mostert and, and some other guys over there who are... do say that. Sorry, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. that is affecting my fantasy team.
0: Oh, God. But if they are, uh, then then I think that Chris Carson would fit in well. Again, it's really just about them putting together an offensive line that can protect him and and then open up some holes for him. And if he can stay healthy and, and, and not take as many hits in the backfield where they're just really teeing up, ready to lay into him like they have been in Seattle. Um, I I think that that will kind of change kind of the trajectory as as, as, on how people look at Chris Carson, because, again, it's I I'm watching Seattle week after week, and it's just looking like, well, man, it's he's never on the field. But that's always because when he is on the field, he's getting hit one yard from the line of scrimmage every single every single play. Um, So. But he is kind of like one of those David Montgomery types where he's just not going to go down on that first, first touch. He, he's always right. going to do whatever he can to fight for extra yards. And that's what does tee him up to get those concussions or have a, a, a bum shoulder or, or twist an ankle here or there. So, uh, I mean, it always comes with the territory. Um, but do you have anything else to add on about Chris Carson at all?
1: Uh, no, it's just his is just the fact that his injuries. But yeah. Um at least it's good to know that his injuries are really only regimented to this past season. Like, but his, his his last two seasons have been solid. So
0: yeah, yeah for sure. Um,
1: you keep him healthy. It's, I mean, we're talking top two, top three back in the league, you know, he's, he's arguably he's, with he's anybody you can put up there. Yeah. Like,
0: he he's a for any of you fantasy buffs he's always a tier 2 wide receiver after those first four or five guys go off the board he he's right there to be talked about on, on getting taken in the second round third round Yep um so yeah that, that's definitely one of those guys that I I had to include I would probably put Leonard Leonard Fortnett at the number
1: 4 position then <laughs> That's funny he is number 4 on my list okay. but I had a different number 3 but that doesn't matter it's just, it's just funny Sorry <laughs> Let me on bail.
0: See, and I, and I respect that, and I, I really hope that that's the case. But the reason why I have Le'Veon Bell so low is just because I honestly feel like with him being twenty eight, he's up there. You're you're at that point where a lot of teams are going to be like, "Well, oh, you're, you're you're past your prime." Right. quotes there, as you're twenty eight years old as a running back, and there's so much talent in the in in the uh, draft that it looks like. He's going to end up after the draft just going to wherever he can be a backup. Um, so
1: that's not why I got him at three. I I, I I looked at this and I'm like, considering what his talent was, if he could get in the right situation, I'm not saying Kansas City wasn't the right situation, yeah. but he was. I don't think he necessarily needs to be on a super team either. You know, where I would say, or I say this, you don't necessarily need to be on a super team type offense that is not geared toward you know or looking his way first you know and he's not the focal point of that because as you can see we may see him play we may not see him play so but his talent does not um, reflect that and based on who he is not so much you know his situation he was in the Jets I'm like I don't hold that against him I'm like because I don't see anyone transcending being or you know, playing for the Jets outside of our best rendition of Frank Gore who, time out go ahead not the Jets oh, here playing
0: go. for Adam freaking Gase. <laughs> that is the issue. Because <laughs> Frank Gore took off. Er, <sighs> took off, air quotes there. <laughs> as he is trying to Got an extra 200 move yards. up those knees there Right. <laughs> for, right. for the Jets. But one extra he, touchdown. <laughs> I mean, a lot of guys, well, there's some fantasy guys that had to pick him up in the last few weeks just because you needed somebody. And, and he true. was... Somebody that you could
1: definitely plug and play in there because after they got fired Adam Gase. (laughs) And and that's how much fair. It's just speaking to I don't take that away. Le'Veon Bell's numbers had took a massive hit based on his situation. Yes, you know.
0: And then again, that's 100 percent his fault. He decided to chase the money and go to
1: exactly. He wanted a payday. And now he got paid. Now if he's looking for a ring. Is there a market for him? So close to it, The business. market is very... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and the market is very, very... It's, 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 it's getting smaller and smaller for that little window of opportunity.
0: Only because of his age. And, and that's where... He's 28. And, and I know how these, uh, these NFL GMs are going to look at it. He's You're 28 years old. This is literally... You got possibly one or two more years left. Where... Whereas there's a lot of guys that can play 31, 32. I mean, Frank Corse played until he's like, what, 50? So, oh, <laughs> Jesus. So, I mean, you, you never really know. And I'm hoping Le'Veon Bell has at least three more years left in him because I would love to see him in a situation where he's just ready to win. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's because, I mean, you're thinking back just before he signed with the Jets two, three years ago now. He was the number two. He was either the number one or number two running back in the league every single year
1: going to the bay people he's going to the bay
0: hey, uh, when, i wouldn't be shocked I, I thought that was possibly where he was going to team back up with mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me to team back up with antonio brown uh, exactly. last year so i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he did that this year but um
1: i think that's the only uh, for, for a potential starter or a split situation split carry situation i think that's his best bet if anything yeah. else he'd just be i think as a role player trying to make a roster and trying to stay on it for the rest of the season, just simply be based on necessity, you know, that what his projection was, they can pos- possibly find two, three, four other guys that can be, you know, mm-hmm. basically in a running back carousel on the team or running back committee, you know, and who wants to be a part of that? Well,
0: speaking of, uh, Tampa Bay running back situations, let's talk about Leonard Ford here. All right. Um, just I would be. I mean, I would take the pay cut to stay in Tampa Bay if I was Leonard Fournette, uh, just because you're running it back. Let's go. Let's go do whatever we can. But if he is looking to, uh, hey, what I just did here in, in in Tampa Bay, somebody needs to pay me and make me the number one. I, I can see him doing that too. Maybe he he, he tries it in Atlanta. Uh, he tries to revitalize that run game. Uh, maybe uh,
1: I'm think he rolls the dice or he the pulls the lever and man he, he runs the trifecta. For, that's what I think. Miami. Okay. He's Just a Florida stays guy. In Florida guy. <laughs> stays in Florida. <laughs> he never leaves. Yeah. No, Yo, he has that. a ring. Why not?
0: I mean, and depending on what they do with the quarterback situation and what they do with the Absolute multitude of draft picks they have, and, and what they do in free agency. This this Miami team could be like what uh, Indianapolis is. I mean, a team that barely made the playoffs. Uh, t- uh, Miami barely missed the playoffs. Right next year, what is what are these teams going to be? I think that that would be a good fit for him. I mean, it, depending on what Miami does to try to put themselves in position uh, to, to to take that next step.
1: Now with that, I do like your the, that Atlanta call. I think that's that makes sense. That's solid. You you can you can get your money. You can get paid. You you're planning. You you're down south. You're in a dome.
0: I would say if you yeah. are going to sign with Atlanta, you do. He would have to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because you need to see what Atlanta builds uh, right now, whether they trade away Matt Ryan and in uh, Julio Jones to try to get some draft compensation, and if that happens, you need to wait to see what they do with those draft picks. True, uh, see what that team is looking like before you make that jump. Yes, but, uh, I, I think that there, there's a bevy of other situations he could go to. Uh, I mean, he could be that change of base back, for, change of pace back for Chicago. Uh, like I was saying <laughs> earlier, uh, I was coming down a team, down to that, a team yeah. like Chicago, mm-hmm. even. I mean, mm-hmm. you could. Can- Go to Indianapolis, be that second guy for Jonathan Taylor.
1: Uh, I mean, and that's what I mean. There's a market for him. Where I, I was, I was saying like Le'Veon Bell, not so much. Yeah, just a based very on slim an, one, right? This one he could he fits in a lot, lot you know, in I mean, quite a few be more that places. Number one guy d-
0: based off of what happened
1: in Tampa Bay, he could try to
0: play the market that way, or he could be like, hey, I don't care. I'm looking to win games. I will be your back. I will be your change of pace guy. Uh, eventually, if I'm playing well enough, you can make me your number one option and make the other guy the, the change of pace guy. Or
1: we'd looking like for a piece of two. I'll give you another interesting person, another interesting team, the Rams.
0: Yeah, that works too. Man, I him and uh uh Cam Akers. Exactly. That, those two guys together are just I I love that. And whoever the third guy is, I forget his name.
1: Malcolm Brown.
0: Yeah, Malcolm Brown. He those two having him uh, having kind of running back by committee, uh to keep everybody as healthy as possible.
1: Oh yeah, and um Henderson, it was um, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson, oh, he's probably that. But Malcolm building. Brown is actually a free agent right now, so oh, Daryl Henderson gotcha. is the one that's uh, still there.
0: Whoever it is, it yes. really wouldn't matter because it would just be Cam Akers and Leonard <laughs> Fournette if that was the case. And then all on exactly, uh,
1: exactly. So just
0: there's there's a huge market for Leonard Fournette, is what we're trying to say here. Uh, now I want to talk about two younger guys really quickly here. Uh, I, I don't know who you have next up on your list, but... You're not going
1: to believe this, but go ahead.
0: Well, for me, it's James Conner. Who do you have? Wayne Goldman. He's not even on my list, so let's talk about it.
1: Okay, Wayne Goldman. You know, um, New Saquon Giants. Barkley. Yeah. New York Jets, Giants. Yeah, Giants, not Jets. Um, but yeah, Saquon Barkley goes down after, you know, I don't know, after went to the restroom for for, for one, uh, one, one commercial <laughs> break, came back, Saquon Barkley's out for the season. Like, Thank you, Chicago, for doing that. That's about the one thing. It was a non-contact injury. Don't even
0: <laughs> they didn't do anything to him. He was trying to cut on uh, on Kyle Fuller and, and bust the ACL I Y-O.
1: think I think they gave that dude <laughs> some dirty looks. <laughs> I am not. A Saquon Barkley fan. (laughs) I am, oh man, I am so sour on Saquon right now. For
0: anybody listening, just you have to take this with the greatest salt. This man took him at the number one or in the number one uh, in the first round. Was it the number one overall pick? Second pick?
1: (laughs) In standard and auction.
0: Yeah. Uh, Very high. He took him in the first round. Number two. And at the end of the day, uh, his injury completely derailed his season in two different fantasy leagues so just take that with a tiny grain of salt what is coming out of curtis Ford's mouth right now
1: <laughs> so you know so he goes down and of course they immediately want to um call the next man up which is deon deon lewis which i have no idea how deon lewis is the number two on the team considering deon lewis has been the number two anywhere since he was in my um since he was in new england you know, he had a, a horrible tour in, in, in Tennessee. He comes over to New York. He I remembered he was there, forgot he was yeah. there, Remember it then all of a sudden reintroduced him and he they resurfaced again. It was like, oh you know, he gets his shot does nothing, you know, and then here comes in Wayne Gallman. This is not Wayne Gallman coming in for the first time. This is what Wayne Gallman do, does every year. He's that number three guy. He's that, that plug-and-play guy you just put in, like, a little, you know, spark plug that just kind of, you know, anything to try to get the ball, to try to move, the, to move the ball down the field. Did not have the greatest success over the last couple seasons. However, this year was his year, yep. and I'm – and I mean, he came in, and I think he understood what was happening here. This was his his career was we on the line. The, jet, the Giants, almost made the playoffs. Yes, they did. <laughs> when this was all said and done, and a lot of this was given. I mean, through, of course, the Giants turning that def- that defense turning on, uh, cranking up, uh, cranking um, cranking the pressure up, and Wayne Goldman. You know, revitalizing that run game to at least get that play action pass going for um Daniel Jones yes, to some degree. You,
0: you opened it up just a little bit, and this is where I I kind of I take the New York situation and I'm looking at the Giants and I'm like. I can see why you would want to stick with uh, with Daniel Jones, just because if you have him in the right situation, you have a guy in the right situation. He can definitely take you to that next level uh, if you have the pieces around him. Um, and if Wayne Gallman is playing a, a solid piece, uh, a solid uh, spell there, uh or Saquon Barkley or whoever can stay healthy and be out there on the field the entire time, then you got a situation that's pretty nice there in, in New York. And, and they're one of those teams that are set up to kind of, hopefully if they can keep their young core and, and put some other pieces around them, figure out what they can do with some of these aging vets, if they can offload some of these contracts and bring in some new blood, they can possibly be one of those teams that silently kind of kills the NFC and, and ends up in, in the playoffs. But, um, I mean, what's Wayne Gallman's age?
1: He's 26, so he's young. He's young as he's very young. And I mean, and piggybacking off what you're saying, um, his the best fit for him is New York resigning him. Um, Yeah, because you're gonna want an insurance policy for Saquon Barkley's. Um, what is it? His knee, ankle, his his feelings. I don't. (laughs) I don't. I don't know what he got even. Your feelings and his knee. My feelings. (laughs) Gosh. Oh man, this is like. Say, sign Wayne. Go- oh my goodness! If I'm New York, I'm all in on Wayne Gallman. Yeah, would-
0: no, I, I I respect that. I think that Wayne Gallman definitely would bring a, a different. He continues to to bring that consistency to that that New York run game. I think that they would need to at least have one more guy. I think that New York needs to do a three running back system only because you need to figure out you need that contingency plan for Saquon. He's been injured two years in a row now. um, So you really need to make sure that you have that insurance policy. Uh, I'm really interested to see what New York does with Saquon after this season.
1: I I think that's aggressive. A little on a super, I agree with it, but from Uh, an NFL standpoint, right. I, I would, I would, I would crank the volume down just a little bit to the fact that Saquon has somewhat lost the featured back row and that they go to split carries. Oh, I don't I, we, we got Because I think do. that's what I'm saying cuz I think Gallman at least earned the right to get half the snaps or half the carries with until Saquon can one, not that he needs to earn it back, but I, mean, he, I think he needs to earn it from, a, as, from the standpoint of his health, not yeah. so much of his performance. If he can,
0: if he can show that he's going to be healthy and, right. and stay on the field for increase at least 12 his games snaps,
1: Dan. Yeah, but. I think Gallman has more than, okay, if there's 24 snaps to go around, I think Gallman should get nothing less than 10 of those.
0: I, so it seems like you watched Wayne Gallman a little bit more than I did this year because after Saquon Barkley yes. went down, I really didn't watch New York's run game that much. I was really w- looking to see how Daniel Jones responded. Right. Um, so what? just if you can enlighten me, what do you think Wayne Gallman is kind of like a change of pace back for
1: Saquon? Is he kind of the same guy? Or, or, he could technically be that guy but the way in his run the way that Saquon runs i think the from the eye test aspect is going to look like a change of pace but okay. i think it gives a different feel because <laughs> it seems like the holes open up a little bit more wider when Goldman's in the game as opposed to when Saquon's there, they just stack the box. You know, it's just... Okay. It's just so in how the just defenses okay. respond to him more so than what the offensive so the line is doing. Guys,
0: but the, de- the defense kind of disrespect Wayne Goldman a little bit.
1: Right. And I think Wayne Goldman has taken full advantage of that. Right. And That's I mean, it. let me... And I watched it. It wasn't like he was just hitting the holes and just untouched and going for 18, 19 uh-huh. yards. I mean... He had a four point six yard um um carry, which that's is solid. exactly for who's Wayne Gallman. You know, yeah. exactly, and that's what would impress me. I mean, I've known I mean, him for anything, several years.
0: Anything over three and a half yards per carry, you're you're you, you deserve to be a starting running
1: back in the NFL. And four point six on really a, a, a completely sus- suspect offense right yeah. now and then the line i don't even want to oh yeah. gosh
0: four point six. that's a, that's a actually a crazy stat line I, Wayne Wayne you uh, completely convinced me i would definitely take wayne gallman over james Conner at this point i again wayne gallman i'm sorry that i didn't even have you
1: on my list let I, me let me finish this number 147 <laughs> carries 682 yards and six touchdowns with a 4.6 yard average per carry okay. that's that's solid And that's why he's at number five. More consistency in the,
0: again, between the 20s. Right. Get a little bit more yardage. Not even more consistency. I I would probably hope to see, and this is probably more suited to their offensive line. Right. Is just. New York needs this. They just need more big plays.
1: I was gonna say, let, and it, could, could we please be fair? This was the Giants. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like 682 was, yards is, is like do. 1600 <laughs> yards, really. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, this is not. This is not to rag on. Because uh, 142 yards or 147 carries and 682 yards, a lot of people would be like, anywhere else, that, right. that was okay. You, you had a, you, you're a, you're a number. You're a number two running back in the NFL. Right. Um, but in all honesty, with that 4.6 yards per carry, you're really looking at a guy who I, I think New York has a lot to – they really need to fix that offensive line uh, just because – not even for just Wayne Gallman or, or for Saquon's sake. Mm-hmm. They, they really need to do it for the offense as a whole because if Daniel Jones could have a second to think <laughs> in, in the pocket and not mm-hmm. have to feel like he needs to scramble so much uh, – because, I mean, he's not really built – I mean, you saw his quirky – Little run, uh, back when he played Philadelphia earlier on in the year, and he stumbled away to the ten yard line when he had a clear path to the end zone. Right. Um. So, I mean, it, you're looking at a guy who's not really a runner, but he can run. It, right. It's kind of like, uh, it's like Matthew Stafford. He's he's a guy who has the athletic ability to move out of the pocket, but you don't want to have to to rely on that for any given down. Right. Um, so. Uh, that, that's really I I like Wayne Gallman uh, being in that sp- situation there. I think that yeah, re-signing him to to stay in New York uh, with the with the Giants there. That's uh, definitely a, a good situation for him. If he is looking to go get his money, uh, man, there there's a bevy of places he can go. If he, I mean,
1: all take, right, take, take let, let, let's bit. not gonna stay too much on. I mean, we are probably boring people with yeah. Wayne Gallman yeah. like, but that's how we given it to you. You wanted you wanted you wanted the numbers. You wanted the inside story. Look, this is it. Wayne Gallman, this is what the value is at.
0: Well, let's talk about the two restricted free agents here. We got okay. Gus Edwards out of Baltimore, who had a pretty decent season. Um, Not and, make
1: my list, uh, Boy, but that's because he's because restricted he restricted free agents. agents yeah. is why he didn't make. My list. Uh, but but Gus ahead.
0: Edwards had a, had a pretty decent season. Uh, I know they they ended up drafting J.K. Dobbins,
1: uh, which I I wish they would have used him a little bit more. It's uh, in all you brought up Gus Edwards. He actually if. Is like when because it, 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 it's a good nice segue? I think when you say Wayne Gallman, I think of this guy. That's They're fair. almost the same. Yeah. If that's a good way for you to try to think about who Wayne Gallman is, yeah. think about Gus Edwards. Yeah.
0: And, and so yeah, with Baltimore, I wish they would have used both JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards just a bit more this season. Right. Uh I know they were really uh, hampered with COVID uh, COVID situation and, and dealing with some injuries here or there. And then the uh, really kind of focusing on trying to develop Lamar Jackson. But um I, I feel like if the run game can be extended for uh for the Baltimore a little bit more mm-hmm. not to be so reliant on Lamar Jackson as a runner and really rely on their running backs a bit more. Cause obviously the other Baltimore running back, Mark Ingram, he is a restrict, he, he's an unrestricted free agent as well this year. Um, so he's going to be available on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gus Edwards, man, I, I just think that his situation, he he's one of these guys that I, I, I think if they can open up that run game a little bit more for him, he, he can probably take it to that next level and and really kind of take off over the next few years.
1: Well, yeah, 144 carries (laughs) 723 yards Mm -hmm. uh, and six touchdowns. Yeah. Just like, um, and he had five yards per carry. Yeah. (laughs) I said, these dudes are almost the same. And
0: yeah, like you've seen one, you've seen the other. I think that, uh, whoever signs him, Baltimore needs to match it and keep him. Uh, I think he. I would be shocked if he didn't try to get his money this year, right? Because uh, at this point, whatever the 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 offer sheet is, you you, I think Baltimore has to match it and keep him on the roster, because uh, I don't think that they can do it with J.K. Dobbins. Okay. Um. So that's that, and then the other uh, restricted free agent, Philip Lindsay uh, out of Denver. Ah, yes. Um, so he uh undrafted free or, yeah undrafted free agent um uh goes to Denver had a fantastic rookie year uh mm-hmm. was uh, up there in the running for rookie of the year um and then kind of had a Pretty silent second, third season. uh Second season, really. He kind of I, I ended up drafting on a fantasy team because I, I saw him his rookie year, and I was like, "This dude is gonna take over." Then they had some offensive line injuries, and and, and the, the whole Drew Lock situation. What are they gonna do here? Uh, did, didn't really work out. Didn't have a fantastic second year, third year, last year. Uh, kind of going back and forth with uh, Melvin, In- uh, Melvin Ingram. No, <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Sorry that that's who it was um, going back and forth with him. It did just didn't kind of pan out. So um, I'm, I'm kind of wishy-washy on <laughs> Philip Lindsay. I, I really don't know exactly where he would fit if he, if he does have that kind of it factor or if he really, what, what do you think of him?
1: I mean, apart from his one injured year, <laughs> Well, that had to be just, a second year, right? No, this, this year, the year just passed.
0: Oh, yeah. That's why Melvin Gordon did get more of the touches at right. the end. Yeah. And
1: that's only because he was splitting with Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's, I mean, he's coming off his worst season of three years, you know, of his three years uh, career, but... <laughs> It was plagued with injury. Plus, he was splitting carries. Plus, there's the offensive line issues. Plus, there's a the quarterback changes. There was just a lot going on in Denver. So yeah. it's not really what was going on with Phil Lindsay as opposed to what was going on with, with Denver, Denver, yeah. Denver as a whole. But um,
0: do you think Denver would want to try to sign him to whatever offer sheet is there? Or where Where do you think he would fall in that situation?
1: Being that he's restricted, I think it's in. Denver's best interest to um, at least, I guess, set a number in their mind as to where they're willing to let him go, you know, keep or let him go. I think, you know, from a market aspect, I, I really don't know what the numbers, if I had to guess, just based on what he's done for his career, I mean, he should, nothing, I mean, it's somewhere between eight and 10 million a year, um, which, pretty decent guy to put on the market which i think there's a market for him. but being that he's restricted i think um denver really needs to be honest with themselves about what's their price for yeah. this guy and be willing to what is the contingency if we're not willing to move do we know how much
0: longer they have melvin gordon under contract
1: um i can find out but <clears throat> Let's see here. Um, but I think there's definitely, I think it's probably going to be more in his interest to p- probably to be re-signed back in Denver because whatever it is, is going to be at the market value. I don't think somebody's going to underpay him or like going to underbid him, which would be kind of like trying to help Denver out, <laughs> you know, like.
0: Yeah. Well, so Melvin Gordon has a cap hit of $9 million this year, just under $9 million, and this is his last year with he only signed a two year deal with Denver. So I mean
1: we only have one more year.
0: I would say you possibly try to trade Melvin Gordon, clear up that cap space, or as much cap space as it would would give you. I think that I think then his dead money hit would be six and a half million.
1: And they may be actually that that can be a viable option based on they may not be too sold on what this um just the split carry thing was, and it it did it didn't work to a degree, but it didn't. Look, it didn't seem like that was where it, it just didn't look that the, the offense looks so. That's not the nucleus of where they run yeah. in their offense. It's not through this run game. It's supposed to be complementing it, but it seemed like it consumed their 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 offense. Like that was all they kept talking about was because that because of that poor quarterback play, they had to focus more on the run. And I'm like, I don't think that's what they really. I don't think that's what they want their identity to be. I think they want to be more balanced with their pass game. Um, so, like as you were saying, um, 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 Melvin Gordon would be the you know the ass he would be the one to be able to get the assets back to actually build around um, to build around that offensive line to build around. Philip Lindsey, because um, yeah. I think Philip Lindsey was, you know, he, he's been solid all the way up until this year. So the question is is it COVID? Was it no OTAs, yeah, no minicamps? There's, camps? there's was so it, many questions. Was it Melvin? Because yeah. Melvin Gordon's there as well. You know, it could be it was all of the above. We got all these rookie wide receivers. You know, we got the, all these young, you know, young quarterbacks. And it's just Denver is just in that they just wanted these young teams so they need to really ask themselves what direction do they really want to go in yeah. and cuz they really have all the keys they just need to figure out what direction that is so they're a little bit in flux right now but it's the offseason i mean this is what they have this is what they have this time to figure it out i mean thank goodness they have to figure yeah. out i don't want to figure yeah. out situation. Okay, right? it now
0: how i, I it shocks me that they're in in the running for uh, Deshaun Watson cuz they're such in flux like <laughs> I really feel like uh, Houston kind of missed on the whole Deshot and Washington situation because I feel like Indianapolis really would have been the best where you could have got a lot of assets back mm-hmm. uh, for him there. Um, or, I mean, obviously they still have the op- opportunity to trade him to Miami and New York uh, and get a lot of assets back. But outside mm-hmm. of that, those are the only two teams you can really get a lot out of uh, right now. Um, and I don't think you can get as much back from Denver. You can't get as much back from Chicago. You can't get as much back from any other team that's right. really in the, in the situation here. So, um, and if Miami uh, kind of hunkers down and, and, and decides, Hey, we're just going to sit here and go with, um, go, go with Tua. Then they're sitting in that situation. Does, uh, New York just say, mm-hmm. F it, we're going with Justin Fields, uh, at, at this point, take right. one of those guys or let's run it back with Sam Darnold in, in a new situation and see what he can do there. Mm-hmm. Um, They have so many different options there. So I I think that uh, Denver uh, kind of being in that running for Deshaun Watson kind of doesn't – not that it doesn't make sense. Obviously, they want a new quarterback, and they they could give up something for him. But uh, when you're looking at this situation, I I just think that Denver themselves need to kind of – make a decision uh on that on the quarterback situation and then uh move forward because uh, we're all sitting here looking at uh at, looking at houston to figure out what, what they're going to do next year
1: okay yeah um so beyond your restricted free agents, did you have anybody else on your list? Um, I have just I have a list of names in general. It's not necessarily ranked. Well, I, thought, I think we already t- knocked off the top ones. Yeah, um,
0: we've definitely knocked out the biggest ones because it like I said earlier, it's the two big ones: uh Aaron Jones and Kenyon Drake. And then it falls off a little bit. Uh The restricted free agents are going to be hard to get because it looks like whatever the offer sheet's going to be, uh, they're going the the Baltimore and Denver are going to sign those. Uh, and and keep their guys. Uh, You've got the younger guys uh, in James Conner and uh, Chris Carson uh, as some definitely viable options. Um, Looking at kind of the older side, uh, we talked about Le'Veon Bell, um, and we've talked about Mark Ingram for a second here. Um, I mean, do you think Mark Ingram's going to kind of hang him up after this,
1: or where do you Uh, think his market value is going to be? I would say... I, th- I think I think him retiring is a possibility because I, I don't think he made a decision just yet. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if he'd retired. Um, if he came back, I see him coming on some kind of one-year deal, quasi-I.E. Frank Gore-type campaign, you know, just kind of a journeyman, just kind of bouncing around. Yeah. Trying to find a spot. So to answer your question, what's a good spot for him? Uh, well, it, well, he'll fit fit well. Well, I'm very easy, and you know, um, let's not reinvent the wheel, you know. And, and considering what his market is, and w- or where he's at in his career, I should say, yeah. I, I, you know, if I, if I would just go on a limb, I would say, man, go back to New Orleans.
0: Yeah, I think
1: Latavius I mean, Murray is. I think is gone, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if he's. A I patient. think I, I don't quote yeah. me on that
0: i'm not entirely sure he definitely possibly can be uh i just uh, he's not on my list uh um, he's not
1: on mine either i don't know why why am i i'm something was going on over there in new, yeah. new orleans where i'm like but i
0: mean even I, if latavius murphy is, is still there mark ingram backing him, out, him up would still be a, a pretty decent situation uh because i mean obviously you got ak41 over there uh he's definitely going to be uh one of those guys that is going to Mark Ingram, I don't think, demands the amount of touches as he did before he left Mm -hmm. behind Alan Kamara.
1: So yeah I, exactly i mean he could, yeah even if he's the number three he could be the third down back or he, he can be the change well i wouldn't say he's the change of pace yeah, he can't back. be the change of pace no that <laughs> he wouldn't be down, that he'd, he'd be mind. the third down back or just the other back
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> uh but i mean it'd be nice to see him go back there i mean depending on what's happening with the uh quarterback situation as well though right um so we always got to watch out for that um and then the other guy that i have one here i have two more um I mean Atlanta is in need of a of a running back because Todd Gurley is now gone. So, your thoughts mm-hmm. on Todd Gurley?
1: Um if I'm Atlanta, I'm not re-signing him. Um not that I think he's bad for me. I I just I don't think it was a good fit for either either party. I I think it was it looked good at the beginning, you know, like they got to fill each other out. They got to see if it worked. I think we realized it don't work, you know. Not and I think on both on um, Uh that you know um, I I see it I think they had these they had these they had this outlook they had these expectations for both parties and none it just didn't get fulfilled they did not reach their goals you know and it wasn't because of it was solely because of what Todd Gurley did or did not do or was solely because of what um, Atlanta did or did not provide him it was just collectively it just didn't seem to work out but it didn't work out in Atlanta this year was kind of a bust you know Um, and now he's a free agent (sighs) questionable knee tendinitis issues Um, he's way at the back of my list Um, based on and I I take injuries I I just I got a newfound respect for injuries it (laughs) is it is the it is the ultimate trump card to anything anything you got going on oh my god we, we, we got the super team we are building it we got everything in place okay it only take a it only take so a sprained ankle. City.
0: They lost <laughs> most of their offensive line. Four guys you out, of, out of a fifty three man roster, you lose four starters on the offensive line, and
1: boom, you lose the wrong four. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes. Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. It, yeah, and so, you see what you've seen. You no, know, that's fair. Um, <laughs> so it's it's it comes with that kind of sentiment for for me, for me. Um, but I do like him. He's on my list. But I I, I mean he's at fifteen for me. Okay. I have 14 guys ahead of him that if I had to, I probably would choose before him. I didn't, yeah. it's not necessarily ranked in that order, but he's not at the top. It's not like, Oh, I just forgot to put him at the top of my list. No, he, there's some other options I think. And I think based on where he goes, will determine his value. His value fluctuates based on where he's at. It's not just wherever he's at. He's the 15th ranked guy that I think that's available. No, in some cases, he can be the, the, the you know number three, number four guy, giving him putting him in the right situation. Once again, yeah, this dude, I, I mean, Well, look, we could use almost Kansas City and Tampa Bay almost in any one of these mm-hmm. circumstances, and it looks good because look, if Leonard Fournette can go to Tampa Bay and look good, I think Todd Gurley can limp his way over there, yeah. fall in the end zone several times, which he had a better season by the way. <laughs> No reason why, you know. Yeah. Why do I have Leonard Fournette so much higher? Because now we're talking about upside and ceilings versus floors. Yeah. And unfortunately, Leonard Fournette has a slightly higher ceiling than um uh, than Todd Gurley.
0: So well, you got yeah. Todd Gurley at fifteen. I would probably. Ha- I mean, I had a total of eleven guys on my list, so he would. The only people that I wouldn't put him in front, of, like that, that I that I would put behind him on my list would be probably Mark Ingram and James White. Uh, we can get to James White in a second here.
1: Yeah, make uh, sure we get him next.
0: Yeah, and but I would probably have to bump him down one more because, I, like I said earlier, I forgot to put Wayne Gallman on my list, so I would probably have Todd Gurley as number 10 uh, in this free agency class. But uh, let's talk about James White for a second here. Uh, he's 29 years old, uh, so he's... Right in that situation where he's one of those older backs. Uh, once you hit 30, your career is basically over. Um, Do you think he goes back to New England or does he try to go chase a ring with uh, Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay? Or where where would he fit or does he retire? Does he call it a, call it a career?
1: I would have said I think he's going to do what other running uh, New England running backs have done. And they, they tested the market. And they moved on. I.E. less, you know, Deion Lewis was wasn't was a was prime example. Um Dion Lewis was James White or James White it was Dion De- Lewis at one point, yeah. you know. So let's fast forward it um now that you brought up the Tampa Bay thing, I think now this is where we're going to start seeing the um, hometown discounts starting to happen <laughs> and before you know it we're going to have the, you know the um Tampa Bay Patriots over here, you yeah. know. And I could see I could see a piece like him, you know. All of a sudden, he's over there. Philip Dorsett. All of a sudden, finds himself. You know, I can. Okay. I'm not saying this is happening. I have no sources telling me. I don't it. think
0: he's going to do the Tampa Bay route. Uh, in all honesty, I just think that he's looking. He'd probably do the Deion Lewis thing. Or didn't Deion Lewis end up in Detroit? Probably. Yeah. Like yeah. It just. I think he's going to go to a team that's in need of a cor- or need of a running back. Put him as the number one, and just. I mean, they're, they're not going and anywhere. And that was
1: going to be the point because for like a Deion Lewis, that was, they were finally getting their, they're getting their payday. Yeah. So they already had the championships. He already got a ring. So yeah. I don't think Should he's going to ring. a Super
0: Bowl MVP as well, but went to Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, we're not going to, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to dwell on it. I mean, him, and, him, him and Leonard <laughs> Fournette got something to talk about now. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, yeah, I see him more being a journeyman. I don't. I, I said I can see him going to Tampa Bay just kind of trying to, you know, bum off a ring if they was able to convince him to yeah. come over there. But I see him taking a payday and going somewhere to kind of like pretty much revitalize his career, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, he I think he wants to play some more years and wants to play at that competitive level, and he's already won a title. Um He's done all that. So it's, I don't think he's necessarily ring chasing at this point. Uh, we'll tell you, I think he's, he's going to chase that payday, though, if uh-huh. it's the best way as possible. All uh-huh. right. Um, but I don't. I didn't really rank him. He's just on my list because he. Do you have anybody else on the list? Oh yes. Um, I just I run down the names, and then if you want to talk about any one of them, we can just just yeah. pick one and go. But I'll run them off. So um, I got Jamal Williams from Green Bay. Um, definitely James Connor, Carlos Hyde, Tevin Coleman. My dark horse and no one I talked about because uh, you thought Saquon Barkley got out of the out of the season quickly. This guy went must have left even faster. Marlon Mack. Okay, yeah. Oh. Remember that guy?
0: We got two guys to talk about them. Okay. Let's start with James Conner, because he is still on my list um here. Okay. Um so I know you have a History with James Conner, uh, you, you you have some thoughts and, and ideas on him uh, yeah. in the Philadelphia or not Philadelphia Pittsburgh uh, yeah. situation. You're not keen on him, but himself. Yeah, uh, so I mean, just where where do you think his market value is going to be at? Like, wh- who's going to be in the market for him? Uh, where where should he be looking to try to go?
1: I, I you know I, if, if I, just from a hunch based on you might get a suitor or two that's willing to overpay for them just because they're desperate and they, you know they need. Sell tickets, and they yeah. need to. You're gonna need some big name to kind of push, push, push ticket sales. Uh when I say mid range type, you know, you know, type of team, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Not that he would go here, but like I'm saying, like you seen this guy? He ended up, and all of a sudden, he was on a team like Detroit. Just as an example, yeah. Okay, obviously, he got a nice pay. You know, got a nice contract. You know they're probably gonna try to really build rebuilt. around them, right? And he's a part of that piece. I could see something like that. Now, someone a little bit more upscale, and they want to be, you know, uh, possibly, you know, be a little bit more daring, you know, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, um, looking for that piece that might kind of make them. Pu- Almost a playoff contender, or just all of a sudden, they just kind of you know that they that six seven seed now based on him. Um, Um, for me, I'm seeing it as the possibility of you know Houston. Yeah, it's just I know a lot of stuff I didn't really want to go there because it's just so much uncertainty right now, but this is based on let's some kind of way it's settled, and that's why I'm saying things settled over in Houston. He's, they need a running back bad. But, I mean, I yeah. think them getting a very decent – and he's a decent player. I just don't – he's not my flavor. But That's I think he can – his talent is good enough to help a team like that, though it's I mean, desperately
0: – is the fact that he's only 25. He's an unrestricted free agent. You're not going to have to haggle Pittsburgh for him. He's, he's on the market. So right. everybody's going to have to bid for him. He hasn't been re-signed. Um, so there's going to be uh, open competition to go get him. Uh, I mean – I think after the dust settles with a few of these other guys, he's going to be one of those young guys that a lot of people are looking at like, okay, well he's young. We're not the greatest last season, but he's shown some t- signs of life. Mm-hmm. Can he be the number one featured back? Let's take a flyer on him. Uh, and, and let's just not make him the focal point of our offense, wherever he goes. Um, so I think that's kind of where he He's going to flourish. um, uh, I'm not exactly sure what team that's going to be, though. Uh, it, it can honestly just be just about anyone. Uh, I don't know if Houston's going to be – I don't know if anybody's going to talk to Houston this year just because you don't know who the quarterback
1: is. Right, and, you, I, you know? I, and I use them as a – it's a bad example right now because no, it's just it, too much uncertainty because we're, we're at the end of the day, when all this smoke's clear, unless the deal involves what I'm about to say, at the beginning and the end of the day – They're going to need – they need to upgrade their run game. David Johnson is not enough. David Johnson needs help. I'm not saying David Johnson is done. He just can't be the featured back. That's not – we are long from them days now, and David Johnson needs to come to terms with that. I hope Houston has come to terms with that because there's no more – there's no reason to waste away this man's last um, few seasons – based on trying to, you know, play him out of his character, yeah. you know, to the point where you play him out of his character and all of a sudden he's injured and he's done, you know, and mm. never to be seen again. Um, But with, with that being said, there's there's still, you, you know, you said it earlier, Atlanta. Perfect situation for a guy like him. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm saying he's a young guy. Yeah, he has some injury issues, questionable run style, whatever, but Atlanta is looking for an identity. I think it's something like that, something, um, I don't know, and a, a spot like that where you know the organization don't really know what they want to do. I don't even know if James Conner know what he wants to do. You know, it just I don't have a real good feel for him, but I could see a, a new situation like that working out for you him. Know. Now, with that being said, Aaron Jones blockbuster deal doesn't work out. There is Buffalo. Yeah. You know, but is Buffalo willing to pay willing to pay that kind of money for J- the services of James Conner as opposed to staying with what they have? I don't have. think
0: you have to pay James Conner the same money that you would Aaron no, Jones. No, no, no. That's what I was getting yeah. at.
1: As in comparison to what you would have to pay for Aaron Jones, are you comfortable with I don't think you have to pay as much, but I don't think you I don't think he's at the bottom of the list either. You know, he's yeah. kinda still second tier kind of type of contract range, you know, where that's the question I'm asking. I don't know where Buffalo is on their, on a on their cap situation. So do they want to pour that much money into one player? Buffalo you know?
0: doesn't know where they're on the cap. Nobody knows what the cap's going to be, and that's why oh, all you can't really talk about uh, these right. guys going specifically to this place or that place because you don't know what that number is going to be. We're hoping that we get that number in the first week of March at least uh, just so that we – not just we, but NFL teams can start to go ahead and say – Hey, the, the, this is what we what we've got. We got a budget. This is how much we 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 already have. And this is what we've already uh signed guys on the roster to. This is how much we have left over uh, and to figure out what the free agency period is going to look, look like I'm going to see who needs to restructure some contracts here or there. And uh, hopefully that can get done in a very quick fashion. So then by the time we are uh, getting to the free agency, actually kicking off, we know what everybody's set number is and, and exactly how much they can go ahead into uh, getting that all wrapped up here. So okay. um, hmm. we your the name uh, Marlon Mack. Um, so that was the other. Um, that, that was the only other guy that I really wanted to talk about. I, I think mm-hmm. with the situation down in Indianapolis, he's going to be a guy I would really like to see him in Chicago. Um, he wouldn't cost as much as some of these other guys here, in my opinion. But I do think that he has an upside. Uh, just being that the only reason why he's kind of been looked over is because he's had one year uh, of injuries, which is this past season Mm -hmm. up until then he was that number one guy. And Naheem Hines was the one having to back him up. Right. And now we got Jonathan Taylor and now Naheem Hines is backing that guy up. So, uh, I think that he doesn't really have a spot in Indianapolis anymore. Uh, Obviously they've, they've prepared to move on from him. So, I mean, where, where do you think Marlon Max, uh, market value is going to be at
1: Um,
0: or his market itself not his value
1: I I think he's going to be one of the one of the more underrated running backs that get signed wherever he goes Um, Uh, I think he's a
0: he's a mid-range second tier running back
1: Uh, I don't too with great value just that I don't think just, I don't have a feel that the NFL is looking at him. Yeah, like I, I think whoever gets him, I think they're getting him at a bargain um, for sure. I do like the fact that you said Chicago because that 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 did cross my mind. Like I mean, like I think Chicago can really sneak this pick through and this guy and just get and, them. And up. It's
0: not going to hamper their cap situation, not at all, uh,
1: and be that nice number two. He can be that change of pace guy. He
0: possibly could be the number one back if he's back to full health.
1: Exactly. And, you know, and if they, um, I mean, a split carries between, you know, Montgomery and and Mack, I'll take that. And if they choose to want to keep bring Cohen back or or keep Cohen on the team and use him some kind of way and use all three of these guys. Okay. Now we're in business. That's when a Trubisky can be on your team because you're giving him weapons. You're giving them options, something to work with where it's not solely on his his arm. Not going to sit here and harp on Chicago. <laughs> I just said that to make a point. Yeah. But I give it over to you.
0: Yeah, no, that, that perfectly works. And so, I mean, I, I think that <laughs> there's just so many possibilities there. And I, I just think that Marlon Mack in Chicago would be a really, really good fit. It just it makes almost too much sense. Uh, So that's probably the reason why it won't happen. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I I think if he ended up there uh, and then figuring out what Chicago's
1: uh... I could have arguably put him at number three on my list. I I, I mean, I probably this was him in the top 10 as well. He was out at the because I I, I give a lot of weight to injuries. It's just I have to see where especially if you're injured and you're coming back and now you're a free agent. It's just hmm, that's a quite that's a legitimate question mark.
0: Or you've had multiple injuries going into that that final year, and then you only had one year that was semi decent as well. It was just that that final contract year. So,
1: so my last three people to round off my list, and I ended up with seventeen okay. different guys at this point because I think all of them were notable. Um At fourteen, I had Mike Davis. Um, and 16 Because at 15 We had Todd Gurley Which I already talked about He, he was at 15 On my list uh 16 Adrian Peterson Okay Because um, again Given the right situation Could be on a one year A one year deal It could even be a two year deal But I mean He looked For, for as horrible As Detroit's offense Has looked Co- cohesively as a team you know <laughs> and in moments the, the the pass game looked okay and then in these moments over here the run game looked okay but they never looked good at the same time Adrian Peterson was a part of that um so so with that I think that there's still value for for him I mean he still was able to conjure up 604 yards and seven touchdowns last year. yeah I mean he's from his know. age I just that I'm um, I don't know that what team, right. which team would that have not helped? I
0: honestly think <laughs> That's that what I he need should to know. stay
1: in Washington. Oh, he wasn't, was he in Washington? I thought he was in uh, Detroit. Oh, yeah. He Remember, he, like, he used to, to be, yeah. a, he moved, he, yeah, I that, would like to see him back in Washington. It almost seemed like he was in the same team yeah. when, when he was on both of them. It's like, didn't he? It's but, the but same it's guy. It's
0: really dependent on what Washington does, though, because if Washington ends up moving off of Alex Smith, which it seems like they're about to do, and then, if they move off, of Alex Smith Chicago needs to jump on that as well. He could be another guy that they they are able to go after. But again, not talking about Chicago right now. I need to move on. Um but it's just with the Washington situation, I I, I don't I don't see why they would want to move off of Alex Smith.
1: Maybe they don't. And maybe they keep him as a backup because I we, we we discussed this, I think and um we may have discussed this last week. Yeah. Um but I'll say this again. Do not rule out the idea or the possibility of Cam Newton coming back to re, re, to reunite yeah. with with around. Maybe you
0: touched on that briefly last week. Yeah.
1: Um. And with that, if I can, I, Alex Smith, I think would be a good insurance policy, which I'm like, I wouldn't be sold on giving getting rid of him. He's still on the contract. So, yeah. I, but do you want him as your starter? Do I mean I I and I said at the say as I'm saying I'm hearing my hearing hearing the voice in my head. Do we want Cam as a starter? Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, like, I, I don't
0: I, know. I think Alex Smith has a lot to give. Still, I mean, the way that he played in in kind of he basically carried that Washington team back into the playoff conversation, got them there, and then all of a sudden uh, another injury keeps him out from playing in the playoffs. I mean, just imagine. I mean, th- that was a pretty tight game up until the last quarter mm-hmm. uh with, with washington and tampa bay we could be talking about tampa bay in a whole different light uh if, if alex smith was in that game so right it, it, it it's up for discussion I, I think alex smith is one of those guys that he still has quite a bit left to give the game um but if he's ready to call it quits and and, and be done uh then I guess so, but I just don't think Washington should move off of him just yet. I think that they should give him that opportunity to to be the starting quarterback for this year. Uh, have Taylor Heineke back him up. Uh, Kyle Kyle Allen free agent. Okay. He's gone. Oh, okay. So then, never never mind that anyway.
1: Which is um, why I keep bringing up Cam Newton.
0: But I I don't I don't think that they need three quarterbacks. If you have Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke, I think that they're
1: fine. Hmm. Taylor Heineke, yeah. Okay. I mean, and, uh, and that's it's fine. I'm. I don't have an. I don't have an opinion actually. I, don't, <laughs> I, I was like, that's. Huh. I think about that one.
0: All right. Well, let's quickly wrap up the. I think we're gonna turn this into a two parter. Uh, we'll talk about the defense next week. But before we sign off for this week, I do want to quickly get through offensive line and tight ends, uh, kind of all into one. Um there's quite a few teams that need to bolster their offensive lines uh, whether it's guard play tackle play interior line whatever it is um but there's really only a few i, I know you're not big on 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 uh offensive line names No, exactly <laughs> but uh for any buffs out there i, I think the big names <laughs> that are out there joe suny out of new, new england uh he's a. uh, uh offensive guard uh Trent Williams from San Francisco, russell Okung, uh Alex Mack uh from Atlanta, um and then you have got Alejandro Villanueva out of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um JR Sweezy in uh Arizona, uh and then I've one more on here, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh David Andrews, the center for New England as well is a free agent. Um, so these guys, I think definitely Joe Thune and, and David Andrews from New England should be some a couple of guys that are really sought after uh, just because the, the way that they've played and protected uh, Tom Brady for so long. That was that's been fantastic. Um, and then uh, we'll also jump into. Um, with Pittsburgh as well, Uh I think Alejandro Villanueva being a tackle that is leaving possibly could retire, but more than likely will try to get one more contract somewhere else. Um, That's going to hamper Pittsburgh just a little bit. uh, And in the protection game for, um, for for Ben Ben Roethlisberger, depending on if they even keep Ben Roethlisberger. There's so much QB movement that hasn't happened yet so there's so much uncertainty there that it's really just kind of up in the air. These are just some big names that are going to be out there that I think need to be, uh, people need to keep an eye on.
1: stories we're going to be revising over time.
0: This is going to be something where I feel like for us, we're going to be continuously every week bringing up some big deal that happens, whether it's a trade or something. And then once free agency f- officially starts and we have those big names start to roll off that, that first, that first uh, episode that week, that's going to be a big one. So yes. we're going to be rolling off a lot of names, a lot of ideas. Fun, And I can't wait till we start doing some kind of uh, division preview episodes as well. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that are going to come out of here. Um, but um, quickly, I only have four tight ends. Do you want to just run through that really quickly?
1: Uh sure, um, Correa. Yeah, let's go with your four. Uh, you, any, I mean, I have a list of ten. It the ten does not matter. It just that's yeah. just whatever the four is. Let's just go. I'm right,
0: I have five. Um, so really, the two big ones. Grant technically is a free agent this year. Yep. Uh, but he's already talked about re-signing with Tampa Bay and figuring
1: out how that's going to work. He's not going anywhere else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the other, the only big one that I have that's... He, he's super young. He's 26 years old. <laughs> Hunter Henry. Of course. Uh, he's got the injury history, and I know number that's one Number that one on probably, my list. Oh, I was going to say he's probably pretty low on your list due to the injuries.
1: But, no, he's number one.
0: Uh, I mean, there's not many other people. There. There's
1: no other tight ends. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: I. I And I would would take him in a heartbeat if you Chicago, please. Yes, Uh,
0: I was gonna say because we're moving off of Jimmy Graham. He's retiring
1: uh, uh, possibly after Kansas City. I mean, take two. Why? Why not? I mean, man. Travis Kelsey, and Henry. I'm the, I'm, good, I'm going as a super fan mode right now, but no. Uh, real, I mean, no, seriously, there's a market for this guy. Yeah. And I think Chicago, there's a real viable spot for him. He had yeah. doing
0: that dual tight end set with Hunter Henry and Cole Komet. Because I, I think a lot of people from the Chicago uh, tree here just haven't really given Cole Komet his due. Uh, I know a lot of people are big on young guys like TJ Hawkinson, but you got to mm-hmm. remember... Titans and wide receivers, I mean, unless you're a first-round wide receiver, you really don't have a fantastic first year. Right. Most of the time, your first year, you have to learn the complete new language of their offense, you have to learn their whole route tree, and you have to figure out, especially if you're at a team that's a little bit unstable, Mm -hmm. where you have different uh, offensive coordinators, different head coaches year to year, it Mm -hmm. takes you a little bit of time to figure it out, Um, so... I think Hunter Henry, he's going to have a huge market. Uh, He's going to be the biggest tight end out there, uh, in my opinion. Uh, And so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Um, The oldest tight end on my list is Jared Cook uh, out of New Orleans. He actually made your
1: list. That's interesting. Okay.
0: (laughs) Big drop in the playoffs. But uh, uh, do you think he's going to retire?
1: I think that's a good chance, and that the reason why he didn't make my list is like I don't know what he was gonna do, yeah. and that's it was more like an asterisk. But he he didn't make my list based on that. Not Anybody based on who hadn't
0: made a decision yet on what they were gonna do, I put him in there. But I think he's gonna retire. I don't I don't see there really being too much of a market there for him. Right. I don't see any team kind of going out of their way to sign him. Uh, At the end of the day, if he doesn't retire uh, and he is just a free agent sitting there after uh, the dust settles with the draft and then the, that second wave of free agents that happens after the drafts, right after that settles, if he still says, I want to play, I want to be on a roster. He can be the number three tight end on somebody's roster, but I don't think he's going to be anywhere. I don't think that anybody's going to be clamoring to try to get him uh, before any any other big uh, uh, position uh, they need to fill. Okay. Uh, now I got two Tylers to ri- round out my list. Um, the number one that I have is Tyler Croft. He's 28 years old out of Buffalo. Uh, do you think he just returned?
1: I think so. Um, I I I I struggle with him making my list um, to the, to to the conclusion that he did not make my final cut. Um, okay. and it's, it, it's, it's just more of, uh, I'm seeing a more on a downcline and I'm not exactly sure. I don't got a good feel for Tyler Croft at this point. Since he left uh, Cincinnati, I, I think he's just been a, a complete and absolute journeyman and that's fine. That just doesn't make number three for my list. Am I, am I saying something that's, is Tyler Eifert the one that was in Cincinnati? No, I think Croft was there too. At one point, let me let me look it up. I could have sworn he was he was there as well. I know Tyler Eifert was there.
0: Yeah, because when you said the Cincinnati one, I was like, that's got to be Tyler Eifert. <laughs> I don't. I just don't remember Tyler Crofton.
1: Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, let me make sure. Maybe I, maybe I. Yeah, I'm right. 2015, really? Okay. To 2018, he was there for four seasons. Really? Tyler Eifert replaced him. Yeah, you're making me second guess myself here. I I, I was like, wait a minute. I know it's late, but yeah, yeah, it's it. But yes, um, since he left Cincinnati, I it just he, yeah, because it's kind of like he went to Buffalo and that and that was fine, but mm, yeah, and I, and and if you really look at his stat lines, it's like he's every other year type. You know, these are tight end numbers, so it's. He didn't make number 3. That's all I was really getting at. He didn't make my t- top 10 list and this is the only list that I've had that only actually had 10 names. You know, I could have went further but yeah. He would have eventually got on my list. He could top 15ish, sure. You know, um but with that being said, what would what, that my idea of him I think he to answer your question, I should just go. ask you, I think he's just going to resign with Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best fit for him. Uh, just the the situation in Buffalo is way too good right now. Um, I just don't see him going anywhere else. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, if somebody's going to give him a, a, a another contract, a big payday, obviously a, a lot of guys are going to take the money. But if you're looking to win Buffalo, you've already got a, a kind of a ready-made situation there.
1: Right and he knows the offense he's been there yeah and you can bring someone else in there but do you really want to go through you know trying to bring get, bring somebody up to speed again when you're trying to make a championship run
0: exactly um so yeah that, that's that for for the tight ends mostly i mean the only other guy has the other tyler tyler eifert um he's i think younger than. no he's older than tyler Cross. okay
1: i'm gonna have to name a few names because you're leaving off some very key people that i was like wow really okay jano smith in Tennessee. Yeah. I know a lot of people are not filling him, but you need to be filling his numbers. What's his age? 26. Okay. Um he had 41 receptions, 448 yards, he had a 10.9 average carry per catch or catch per carry, I'm sorry, and he had eight touchdowns. That's yeah. I understand you're talking about in between. This is a tight end, so it's about it's no, no, about no, the it's red, zone red zone at this side. point. Yeah, and eight touchdowns. He leads my list with the most touchdowns. The only person that came close to him was, was or came in number two was Gronkowski with seven. Yeah, um, and then the next one doesn't come in at to, at four. So, yeah, that in itself. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not super big on him per se, but taking the numbers and his availability, he should be able to help somebody in the league.
0: I think he's one of those guys that's probably just going to resign with Tennessee.
1: Dad, I'm not feeling that. I uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if I read an article or okay. someone... I th- I think they're moving away from him. Like okay. he's a free agent for a reason, and it's like I don't know. It doesn't make sense why they letting, let they they're moving on from him, and that's the thing that's that's baffling me. But if he resigns, fine. But I didn't read anything stating that they like that was more likely. He's just gonna resign with them. I'm like. But we'll see if we'll see in a, we'll see in a yeah, few weeks. Yeah, it's
0: know? definitely something that's going to happen. I probably be pretty quick. I mean, his age definitely does help. Uh, so he's probably going to have a, quite a few suitors.
1: Um, so, right. Yeah. And my dark horse. I like this guy. Trey Burton. That's my guy. Uh, the reason it, why personally. I left him
0: off my list specifically, because I, I think that his value has dropped considerably over the last three seasons. I mean, obviously, he had the, the great run with Philadelphia in right. 2017. Um, and then 2018, when oh, he comes to the Bears, the a little bit of injuries, just really nobody was really feeling it. He didn't really fit into the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody was just like, well, it's going to take a year. And so 2019 hits, and we're looking like, okay, Trey Burton, you're finally fully healthy. And then, boom, you still do nothing. Like, it just, you really never popped. And obviously, the the offense as a whole for Chicago never really took off in 2019. Um, and, And there was a lot of questions there. And then it, it was really came down to, I I honestly thought Chicago kind of ruined him. And so Indianapolis, I was like, okay, maybe he's going to be able to revitalize something in in, 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 in Indy. Uh, and then where they were trying to figure out what, were they going to put Pittman back at the tight end position? Were they going to move Pittman to wide receiver? They ultimately moved, uh, Pittman over to wide receiver. And then you have Trey Burton take over the, the tight end position, the number one tight end position still really didn't kind of, take off and kind of create, uh, that, that extra weapon, whether you're, you're blocking to open up the run game or you're, you're chipping and giving that release point where you have that guy, uh, kind of in the flat most of the time to just dump the ball off to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's because maybe Phillip rivers just doesn't like to dump the ball off and he likes to take that, that, that chance down the field. And that's what contributes to, to Philip rivers having so many turnovers. Right. Uh, but it just it seems like he's not a trusted receiver wherever he goes hmm. and i don't know if that's because the it, he's not really at practice as much cuz he's in the training room getting treatment or there's there's it just feels like wherever he's been there's been some disconnect
1: this is what makes the tight Italians- end uh, position so interesting. Whether this is, you know, we're talking NFL free agency or, <laughs> or we're talking fantasy. it just yeah. the tight end mean, Man, if there's ever an asterisk for a position, it's the tight end spot. Yeah. It's like the exception to the rule because I everything you're saying is valid. <laughs> everything. I agree with everything you said. And yet, I agree with everything I said about him. Why, why no. he's number... No, no. Why he's number four on the list? Simply because this is what tight ends do. It's like... Yeah. That whole story, I still don't put the people that I got under him over him based on that story. Like I'm like, cause they got their own stories yeah. where I'm looking Ooh. like, it don't get much better after this. Like yeah. there is some spots here and there. I even got a restricted free agent on this list because uh-huh. that's it's tight ends. I, I, I was like, oh, you have to consider some of these other people because that would be Robert Tanya. You know. Okay. Now, with that being said. Robert Tine is resigning with Green Bay, he's got to. And and, he's and, and, or you're gonna game. pay, or you're gonna over. I mean, pay a king's ransom, and and basically you're gonna end your career trying to get this guy on your team. Yeah, you know, for what to get, That's you fair. know.
0: Yeah, I just with, with Trey Burton, it, it, I'm not saying that he doesn't have the possibility. I mean, what's mm. his? Do you have his age? 29. 29. I mean, yeah, he's definitely still got a couple of years to 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 get it done. Uh, and he deserves another contract for sure. But I just don't. I he's I don't know if he's going to draw the attention that people are if people are looking at it the way that I look at it cuz I honestly thought Chicago was the, the issue that he had but after this season with Indianapolis I'm like might not be Chicago might have been Trey Burton and it might have been good thing that we moved off that contract that we gave him
1: it could be could be um could be then he's he made he's, he's He's just on the list. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just, I mean the the, the tight end class kind of falls it. off immediately it, right. after Hunter Henry. I mean, obviously Rob Gronkowski Gronk. is huge, but he's clearly staying in Tampa Bay, so it's really just Hunter Henry. And, and I nobody put him
1: else. on the list just for the he- really for the hell of it. it yeah, it just it's a no brainer he's doing that out of retiring he's he's not going anywhere else yeah,
0: no so I, I had him on the list just because technically he is a, a free agent but really he's not and
1: i want to just mention these other two guys uh, three guys quickly and then if you want to have any comments yeah. on them i'll give you you have the floor these are the three guys jordan reed jacob hollister and dan arnold okay uh I know, dude. We're talking about tight ends, people. But I know we're scraping now, but we're yeah. not really. These are this is still top ten. I
0: mean, all all tight ends have value. I mean, it just have it's, a, very it's a very
1: small. In it's themselves. just a short ceiling. That's yeah. all.
0: I mean, it's like I said, it's a very top heavy tight end class. So <laughs> I mean, yes. we can we can call it there. Uh, I mean, let us know what you guys think down below. I mean, in all honesty, there's so much going on in the NFL world. It doesn't even have to be just about specific free agents. Uh, let's let us let, talk about the trades that, that could be happening. Uh, you guys can rag on us for being homers and talk about Kansas City and Chicago so much this episode, but uh, uh, yeah. whatever it may be, let's let us know.
1: We already uh, disclaimed that before.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we, we let you guys know what we are getting into if you're listening to us. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we're going to break this up into a two-parter. This is the offensive episode, basically, um, and then Next week we'll get into the defenses and the specialists. Um, So I mean we'll just dive into that next week. Uh, And we've got quite a bit of time before free agency hits. We'll have some other things kind of working uh, in the pipeline here. And don't really know what else uh, we're going to be doing before free agency hits. Uh, So we'll figure that out. But you guys will definitely need to stay tuned. Um, I mean, do you have any other
1: bits? Uh no i mean if we was honorably mentioning anything on um offensive side i mean i would like to just do do a quick shout out to three fullbacks that's out there okay. <laughs> you know they they actually still had those positions that do exist you know so um uh, we got anthony sherman of with kansas city um okay. that's that's available now um uh yeah that, i had him at number one um, but I'm, I'm just hoping Kansas City just re signed them. Yeah, I think that would be a great spot for him to just stay in Kansas City. At number two, I can't even say this guy's name. I don't know what I thought. Oh, in. it's Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk. <laughs> I, I didn't want to I didn't want to. San Francisco. Yes, you, from San Francisco's tight end. And then my dark horse is um, Nick Belor uh, from Seattle. Yeah. Um, I just think these are three solid fullbacks for teams that actually, you know, power run games. The um, th- th- these are kind of some of the franchises that actually utilize. Yeah,
0: that's it. what I was gonna say. That's, that's kind of the, the big thing is that it's the free agent market for it's not going to be as large because it's not that it's a dying position, but just for the certain offenses that utilize the fullback, it's it's tough to find because if you if you have an offense that needs a a, a, a "Quote unquote" fullback, mm-hmm. just pull your tight end, let him be that fullback guy for that one play, and then go back to your regular offense. That that's kind of how it's been for the last few years, right, uh, in the NFL. Um, but I mean, obviously, Anthony Sherman and Kyle Uchuck have been two of the greatest fullbacks in, in the, "quote unquote" like prototypical fullbacks yeah. in the NFL as of late. Um, I mean, Kyle use is, is known everywhere, uh, for the, for the way that he plays, just kind of that guy who's always getting that, that rinky dink touchdown and, and garbage time. Uh, cause he's just powering straight through that offensive line. Right. Um, but then you also have Anthony Sherman, who's kind of that gadget guy. who's He's got quite a bit of speed for the for the frame that he has. So I mean, definitely those are some guys that are going to be uh, that could be well sought after. But it just seems like there's not many offensive schemes that are in the NFL right now that utilize them. And if you already if you do have a fullback, you're, you're definitely integrating him into... The, you have those types of guys, the Kyle Juszczyk and the Anthony Shermans of the world. Right. Uh, and, and so your offense is already tailored to that. So I think that they more than likely are going to stay where they are uh, unless uh, they're, they're going to move on and and kind of call it a career there. So Right. Um, but... I mean, definitely, uh, I think you guys just need to stay tuned. Uh, we're continuing to just put out as much good content as possible. Like I said, let us know what you think down below. Uh, if there's anything specific you guys want to talk, uh, want us to talk about, and we'd love to just open these things up to discussions. Um, right. uh, this is kind of what the show is based on. Um, so, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this conversation. Part two is coming next week. Defenses and special teams and, and specialist positions, and Yeah, we'll just catch you guys in the next one.
1: All right, we'll see you then.